It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six oh six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Wednesday. Election time is over. Hang on. Stop the music. Let me tell you what that means. It means you get your television back. You get your radio back. You get the internet back. Your mailbox is not going to be jam-packed, stuffed with all sorts of stupid political ads where they cut down an entire force somewhere on the planet to mail all that junk to you. Okay. Good. So. If you're listening to the news at the top, they are. If not, I'll sort of um, get you up to speed a little bit on what's happening. It's not all over as far as counting ballots around the country. Around the state, yes, here in Wyoming, boy, we often know who's going to win shortly after the polls close just because of the population size of our state and how many people are actually voting out there. But nationwide, for those who are waiting for a big red wave, well, not even a tsunami, Let's just call it high tide. How about that? Because in the House and Senate, U.S. House and Senate, it looks like they're still counting ballots. A lot of this has to do with all of the absentee ballots coming in. They're still counting ballots. It looks like the Republicans will have the House of Representatives. Okay. As far as the Senate goes, that's still a toss-up. It's a strong possibility they could have the Senate, too, but don't count on that yet. They're still counting ballots. Now, some of the races, Florida, yeah, you got your Republican governor for Florida, same governor for Florida, and he won big time. For those who are watching Georgia, I'm sorry, Georgia, and Stacey Abrams, oh, she got her butt kicked. Oh, there's no question this time. Stacey Abrams lost big time. But it just depends on where we're looking. Oh, John Fetterman, for those who are watching that race, that's the guy who not only was he a bit of a problem beforehand, but then he had a stroke, and he just is not competent to hold this office. I'm sorry he had a stroke, but really, he just should not be trying to hold office. He's mentally just not there. He won. The Republican lost. There's times, it's kind of like when we end up with President Joe Biden, and I look at it and think, how do people vote for Joe Biden, who has, he's been in office since the 70s. He has always been a complete fool, a liar. Robin Williams, in, in one of his stand-up comedy routines, had a whole segment where he made fun of Joe Biden a long time ago. And now the guy has dementia, and he still gets... Now, here he is in the White House. All right. Sometimes I got to scratch my head and wonder, what are we doing here when we elect people like this? So as far as a big red wave nationally, I'll break down what numbers we have as the morning goes on. But no, not a red wave, not a tsunami, maybe high tide. The Republicans did win in some areas and did uh, take, again, the House looks like they have it, might have the Senate. We'll wait to see the rest come in. It's a mixed bag across the country because in some places, Republicans won some uh, gubernatorial races and they lost a couple here and there. So we'll have to see when it's all done.
who has control of what. Okay, we'll wait and see. Let's break down some of the numbers here in the state of Wyoming. Yes, Mark Gordon is your governor. Now, hold on a second. Well, of course, you know who's going to be. But now, hold on a second on that one. Because I just got done. Before I got on the air, I wrote up an article about this. Remember, there was a writing campaign for Brent Bien. And I did have the woman who sort of started that whole thing on the air a couple of weeks ago. as she explained how it started. And she said that she was the um, primary election results came in. Gordon won the primary, right? And she took her Brent Bean sign and brought it into her garage. She was over, and then she thought about it for a bit, went back out into her garage with a bottle of spray paint, and sprayed on their right in Brent Bean for governor, and put that back out in her yard. And then started some internet Facebook campaign. Would you just write in Brent Bean? So I was wondering, okay, how did he do? Here's the results. With 76.3% of the vote, Mark Gordon is your governor. Now, Teresa Livingston, that's the Democrat, she got 16.3% of the vote. This is a candidate that barely even tried and could not be taken seriously. The other Democrat that ran against her in the Democrat primary, he was even worse. Not even people you could take seriously for governor. Most Democrats, even Democrats in Wyoming, didn't know that she was out there. But when they came, when they went to the poll to vote, those Democrats are not going to vote for a Republican, so they just put a mark by the Democrat. But it's not like she has huge fans and a following. She's just not a Republican, right? Then there's the Libertarian candidate, Jared Blades. And this gets back to, did you know there was a Libertarian candidate out there? Okay. He got 4.2% of the vote. That translates in Wyoming to 6,946 votes. The Libertarian Party has a long way to go to even let people know that they exist, first off, and what a Libertarian is. Constitution Party didn't even have anybody, even though they're in the state of Wyoming. Nobody. So the writing candidates, that would be Brent Bien, 3.2%, which translates to 5,313, uh, 312 votes, 5,312 votes for Brent Bien. And so there's your write-in candidate for you, for those people who were Brent Bien fans who were hoping that he would, but writing campaigns never really work anyway. I appreciate those people who wanted to try that, but it never really works anyway. So Mark Gordon, again, 76.3% of the vote, that's just an easy win. He just kind of walks in. Now, some of the other races that are out there, this this is where, the in Wyoming, forget national for a minute, in Wyoming, the Democrats really did not do well at all. And I've wondered, did they even bother to show up? Ms. Mary made the comment, which I agree with. Have they just given up? Have the Democrats just given up on Wyoming? So let's take a look at, we're going to go to a pair of Sweetwater County incumbents that are no longer in office. This is from Cowboy State Daily. Two incumbent state lawmakers from Sweetwater County were unseated Tuesday night. The losses could be considered the biggest upset of the night in the Wyoming legislature. State Representative Chad Banks, he's a Democrat, Rock Springs, gone. Also, Marshall Burt 
libertarian of Green River, gone. Okay, So they lost to Republicans. Now, that's not just the only ones. There were some here, some candidates that tried, but we're just not going to get in. In Cheyenne, Stephen uh, Papa's uh, third term. Senate District 7. So there was a Democrat challenger, Marcy Kindred. Okay, well, Marcy didn't really do all that well. Oh, on that note, let's uh, stick with here. Let's uh, Laramie County here. Republican Tamara Trujillo, I think it's, if I'm pronouncing that right, beat former Democrat lawmaker Sarah Burlingame. So you have the Republican in that seat. Sarah Burlingame did not recapture the seat. Remember, Sarah Burlingame had at one point won that seat, but then was beaten. She tried to get it back. There was a third-party candidate in there. And let's see, John Romero, I think is Romero, I believe, a libertarian. Yeah, but uh, despite the split of the vote, still it was the Republican who won that. So Sarah Burlingame is not in that seat. Now, if you go to some place like Teton County, well, the Teton County had, let me see, House District 23 seats for Democrats. So over in Teton County, yeah, they get some Democrats in there. But that's Teton County for you. Republican Sarah Penn upset Republican Andy Liu for House District 33. Yeah, uh, Sarah Penn, next Wyoming House of Representative Delegate, Wind River Reservation, Penn defeated two-term Democrat Andy Lebeau, about uh, 10% of the vote right there. There were several cases like that on some of the reservations where uh, there were some upsets like that. Former Oakley Republican Riverton wins second term. Lander beats all. Oh, and there were several people out there who beat their writing candidates, not just for governor. Ogden Driscoll, for example, he's over... His family has always, went, as soon as the, the first white people arrived, his family got the property around Devil's Tower, and they still own it. State Senator Ogden Driscoll, Republican Devil's Tower, who was talking to me before the whole primary election, redistricting was happening. And he was saying that he was a little worried about keeping his seat because, well, there's redistricting, so... That, that changes the whole dynamic about whether he can win or not. Well, he won the primary. Story says State Senator Ogden Driscoll, Republican Devil's Tower, has been reelected for a fourth term. And he dominated Crook County vote, largest percentage of voters, uh, three-county district. A good portion of Campbell County ballots have been counted with Driscoll also winning an early absentee ballot in that county as well. So he had a healthy lead in the whole thing. And there was a lot of drama because the Crook County Republican Party rejected his request for an endorsement and contribution. So his own party in his own county was rejecting him. He's been in the legislative body for about 11 years now. And so he was wondering about how well he was going to do. Uh, he beat Representative Bill Fronter, Republican Gillette, in the primary and then the second place finisher of the race as well. No Democrat. Now, here's a big one. This is mentioned in the Cowboy State Daily article. This goes back to have the Democrats just given up on Wyoming? Because 
I even noticed on my local ballot, but as I've been looking across the state, in most cases, there weren't even any Democrats running. Anywhere. So what's the deal, Democrats? Are you going to become as small as the Libertarian and Constitution Party in the state of Wyoming? Because you didn't even try. And who you did put up was just not Sarah Burlingame, Marah Ben David, people like that. That's who you're going to put up. You're not going to win anything. 618 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Hi, I'm... Fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six twenty-five is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. Some of the messages I'm getting. Cyberpoke was in Laramie. No Democrats did not disappear, but they're on the. Uh, they put on the rhino mask, which is true. There are quite a few, and that's always been the case here in the state of Wyoming. There are those people who just go ahead and run as a Republican, even though they're really a Democrat. There are even people who honestly do think they're conservative Republicans. And yet, if I were to point out to them the way that they vote and the things they try to get done in the state of Wyoming, they're clearly not truly what a conservative Republican is. But okay, Jay and Casper, it's official. The Northeast is the cesspool for the cesspool in D.C. Yeah, well, in other words, yeah, we head on over to... Uh, places, well, way, way, way west here, like Jackson Hole. Yeah, they're pretty much all Democrat over there. But, you know, they'll go ahead and ruin that side of Wyoming, as they're trying to do. Rhiannon for Danger of the Machines on what uh, Maricopa in Arizona have issues, so people were denied voting. Oh, yeah, that would... And they did have, there were several places, even one, I think it was, I want to say Pennsylvania, something like that, where they ran out of paper ballots. Problems, right? Laramie County, hey, Kozak is your sheriff. Hageman, of course, wins. And there's a story here by our man in Cheyenne, Doug, that Laramie County incumbents fared very well in that area. So there was, again, that's where I also pointed out Sarah Burlingame tried to step in and some other people like that, and they just didn't do well. The incumbents pretty much did a good job. But now back to the issue of, hey, what about um, those who just went ahead and put on a Republican mask, but they're not really Republican? More than anything, that's something we do have to watch out for. And a lot of times they can be identified, but then the trick is to make sure that in the next election cycle, People can understand what a conservative is really supposed to be and why the person they're voting for is not actually conservative. But there are people who are out there doing that. There's a lot of campaigns out there, websites and so on, just showing the voting record of many of the people who are in office in the Wyoming House and Senate and more on your local level as well. Story here from Doug Randall. Uh, election day, it says, can be harrowing time for political candidates but three Republican candidates uh, in the state office can stay and relax. And it talks about different candidates that didn't even have any opposition, and that's statewide. And that's another thing that I had noticed as well as I looked at candidates all across the state of Wyoming. I noticed a lot of them 
had an R by their name for Republican and were running completely unopposed. No one else was. I know we're a state that has big, vast open areas. And sometimes when someone's running for a political office, that's the only person in that office. Even on a state level, for example, for a secretary of state, after it was decided in the general election, that's all we had, just one candidate. And there was nobody else really to vote for unless you wanted to write somebody in. It was just one person to vote for. So for the other political parties out there, and I'm going to go ahead and just I know they're not going to like me for this, but, hey, they don't like me anyway. So for the Democrats out there, as far as I'm concerned, your political party in the state of Wyoming has will drop down to the level of the Libertarian Party in Wyoming and the Constitution Party, where you're pretty much you've reached unknown status in the state. You hardly ever run anyone in Wyoming, you Democrats. And when you do run someone... The person is so ridiculous that nobody can take them seriously. So you Democrats have a long way to go. At least your party is known in the state. But you really can't be taken seriously at this party. Not in not in Wyoming anyway. Local news coming away. Update on your weather forecast. Wake up Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. 636 at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. And, of course, since we're the day after Election Day, congratulations, by the way, on getting your television and radio back and your intranet and your mailbox appreciate that i bet that you can sit at home now and enjoy these things without all of the political advertising popping up in front of you boy that's got to be really but okay now that that's all over with this is where i'm going through the numbers by the numbers here to find out who won what now if you're just joining me i think the big story is for those who are waiting for a big red wave or tsunami it might be more like high tide that's about it now, all the numbers are not counted up yet. It's all not in yet. But it looks like for the Republicans nationwide, they took some ground. They, you know, they did well. It looks like they're going to have the House. It looks like they're going to have the Senate. Maybe they have the Senate. We'll have to wait and see. The Senate's really tight right now. And a lot of counting of votes still coming in. That's going to take a while. But that's in part because, well, there's all these paper ballots out there, all those mail-in ballots, and mail-in ballots are at a record high. So for all of that to come in is going to take a while. And right away I can hear quite a few of you out there, I get it, quite a few of you out there grumbling, here we go again, you got to worry about what's coming in. Because absentee mail-in ballots make it much harder to keep an eye on fraud. It really does. It makes it much more difficult. So I'm going to take a guess here that you're going to hear a lot of lawsuits and some recounts and et cetera, et cetera, going on. We'll just have to wait and hear what kind of nonsense we're going to have to deal with. But that's 
probably what's going to happen in the next uh, few weeks or so as a lot of these races get contested. So we'll see. Lee and Laramie. School board is Democrats. Yeah. I I get it. And, oh, by the way, uh, I want to see. I don't know yet. I don't know. But there were quite a few people who were on school boards in different counties around Wyoming. And Laramie's one of them. Natrona County, too. They may have lost those seats to new blood. So we'll see. Because on a local level, there's quite a few transitions happening as well. As people were trying to vote out the old guard, essentially, looking for somebody new. I will say this much. For Wyoming politics, between the primary and the general election, this time around, there were quite a few people from your local city and counties, wherever you might be, on up to the state level, there were quite a few people rotated out. Even the federal level, Liz Cheney, rotated out because people just kind of got sick of them. So we're going to have to wait and see what we're left with at this point. Now, going back again to uh, the national level, I'm waiting, and you will have to, I guess, for the next couple of days to find out who has ultimate control of the House and Senate. Uh, Here's a story that I just popped up in front of me. Key races too close to call. Michigan voters, for example, that's one race right there. And, oh, Republican George Santos flipped Democrat seat in New York. But then again, there's also the Senate hangs in the balance on some other places, 50-50 election right now, 50-50 split in in the Senate. U.S. Senate. And in the House, there's still about 35 seats up for grabs here. Again, it looks like the Republicans will probably get the House, but the Senate, just too close to call at this point. Oh, and the Democrats flipped the seat. That goes back to that Fetterman character that we've been complaining about for quite a while. Uh, he actually won, and that flips a, a Republican seat to the Democrats. The problem is well, who they put in there, the Democrats put in there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them, scratching my head, wondering, but why that guy? He obviously has some massive issues. I mean, we'll see. Vermont elects second Democrat senator in state history. Okay. The squad. Oh, this is bad. You go into the House of Representatives. The squad, including Ocasio-Cortez, they all won easily. That always gets me, too. I I always scratch my head and wonder when I take a look at people like Ocasio-Cortez and the other members of the squad. How bad does your district have to be that these people keep winning easily? I mean, it's one thing if New Yorkers go ahead and elect Democrats. Fine. But that group? Yeah, okay. They did it. That's what winds up in there. South Carolina's McMaster wins re-election. State's longest-serving governor. Okay, and then they're uh, analyzing Massachusetts election results. Democrats comfortably keep all their seats there. So in Massachusetts, yeah, Democrats just remain in control there. That that wasn't going to flip, although there are some uh, states that have flipped one way or the other. And again, those if you you notice me kind of hesitating to give you any numbers, I am, because things are still being added up. We'll find out 
what the battlefield looks like and what the body count is probably in a couple of days, which means you're going to have to put up with the noise and the nonsense for a couple of days and probably some lawsuits out of all of this. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This day weather for... Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 6.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is standing by. Got your headphones all working there, Frank? Yeah, I just want okay. to thank everybody for writing me in yesterday. I appreciate it, yeah. I mean, okay. for all the races. Mm-hmm. And all I, the I, yeah. I, yeah. I want to thank everybody for writing That's me in. Yes. Frank Gambino for governor. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. Just, Local, yeah, yeah. states, yeah. national, everything. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll get a report back and see how many I've got. I think one year I got four. <clears throat> yeah. Statewide. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah, four. Yeah, okay. Four. So uh, I was just wanting to get away from that for a moment because well, it's nothing but can, numbers can, for me today. You know? It's all it is numbers. Yeah, so. And so I started looking at uh, something that's very important to me, uh, doormats. You know when you walk into <laughs> someone's house and you look down at the doormat? And it what should is say it? welcome. Okay, well, here's one that says welcome-ish. Depends on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I like that one. I might have to get it. Do you live live here? Pick one. Yes, welcome home. No, what the hell do you want? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like or, that. Or welcome home and do something around here. Yeah, uh, here's one I like. It says, hi, I'm Matt. <laughs> uh, this is one I like the warning ones these are good this house is full of crazy people and animals you have been warned okay now for those women showing up and knocking on the door ringing the doorbell and you're wearing a skirt it says nice underwear the mat does yes okay yeah uh, forget the dog beware of the children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cute shoes take them off if you're Pizza, Amazon, or Ryan Gosling, on am home. <laughs> okay. This is a good. This is someone who doesn't want videos here. Like a good neighbor, stay over there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of go away ones. Unless you have tacos or tequila or Girl Scout cookies or my Amazon package, go away. Yeah, yeah. That's the theme. They're like, uh, leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, I now this one. Oh, oh, I just found mine. We're probably just pretending to not be home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, here's one for the burglar that might be at your house. The neighbors have better stuff. Yeah. Go you over see? There. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Coming up on Saturday in college football, it's the 114th edition of the Board of War as the Wyoming Cowboys travel to Fort Collins to meet Colorado State. Folks are 6-3 and three overall after that win over Hawaii two weeks ago, so they are bowl eligible. They're also 4-1 and one in the Mountain West playing trail. Boise State by one game in the Mountain Division. CSU has endured a rotten year at 2-7, and seven, but they're 2-3 and three in league play. Now, a couple of weeks ago at Hawaii, the Cowboys had a great night running the football, but not so good throwing it. Quarterback Andrew Peasley has not put up big numbers by any stretch this season and head coach Craig Bull wants better production out of that uh, position. It was super exhausting, but I'm so happy that we got well, came together. Yeah. As one. That's not him. Uh, let's go with this one. You can always just play us anything. We'll just. Well, no, I, I, I'll, I'll find the right one because that's the way it is. How about let's try this one? Okay. You know, first of all, anytime you throw it, you're going to sometimes put the ball in harm's way. The two interceptions... You know, you're going to have some interceptions, but I thought they, they were not very timely, and we need to take care of the ball better uh, and go through his progression with his reads. He's a hard cr- critic of himself, 
Um, and he uh, he's going to need to make better decisions, put it where it needs to be better. And the Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites in the game. That starts at 5 p.m. on Saturday night from Fort Collins. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. See so high school football championship games will be Friday and Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie on Friday at noon. It's the 2A game as 10 and 0 level will meet 9 and 1 Bighorn. Then at 3, Cody, the defending 3A champion at 10 and 0 will meet Star Valley. At, uh, the, the Star Valley is 9 and 2. On Saturday at 10 in the morning, Little Snake River at 10 and 0. Play is 9-1 Burlington in the 1A six-man championship. Then at, then at 1 o'clock, it's the 1A nine-man title game as defending champion Shoshone at 9-1 will take on 10-0 Pine Bluffs. Last game on Saturday in Laramie is at 4 p.m. Defending champion Sheridan at 11-0 will meet 10-1 Cheyennese. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at home tomorrow night in Laramie to meet Nickel State. The Pokes posted a huge win over Colorado Christian on Monday night to start the season. They shot 50% from the floor and hit 14 three-pointers. Nickel State was scorched by Arizona in their season opener. 117.75. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off tomorrow from the Arena Auditorium in Laramie. That's it in sports. So some other great doormats. Let me see. I hope you told me you're coming over. That's a good one. Knock hard, but not like you're the police. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Before you break into my house, says the doormat, stand outside and get right with Jesus. I'll tell him you're on the way. That's too much on a mat. Okay. Unless you're staring uh, at your feet the whole time. Exactly right, yeah. Um, I still like the one... The neighbors have better stuff. That's yeah, just that, great. That's, yeah. yeah. Now here's a good one to end on. Come in. We are awesome. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a positive one. Yes. Not as funny, but, but it's positive. positive. Yeah. But thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're gonna roll into news time after that. Oh, Rhiannon and Fort Danger. Turn back now. Is a mat my sister has outside her door. <laughs> local news coming your way. National news. All these election results we have to go through. It's Wake Up Wyoming. The McGinley... Six at a time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Len Woods. Thanks for joining me. Going through the numbers, but we've got a lot of numbers that are not in yet. Nationwide, locally, Wyoming is settled. And as I was saying, first hour of the program, Democrats pretty much didn't show up this time in Wyoming. And there were some seats that they even lost in the Wyoming House and Senate, and even in some local races for uh, city council and you know, other such races like that. Democrats in Wyoming pretty much just didn't show up and fared really bad. So maybe, and I say that not just, even places they did show up, they barely ran a campaign. So in the Wyoming House and Senate, Democrats have fewer seats, Republicans a couple more. And then in some more local races, again, uh, a lot of big time losses. When I look at the ballot across the state of Wyoming, there's quite a few races on every level of, of Wyoming government that were completely uncontested, just not contested. For those who are wondering, wondering about Brent Bien's writing campaign for a governor of the state of Wyoming, remember, Brent Bien had nothing to do with that. These were just fans of the candidate who didn't like that he won the or lost the primary election. He got a little over 5,000 votes, but didn't make a dent. Neither did the Libertarian candidate. Neither did the Democrat candidate. Mark Gordon's still your governor, and he won big time. 
I mean, he really raked in the votes. So, you know, a typical Wyoming uh, when it comes to a, a race on that level, how many people will vote for the incumbent? That's just typically what happens in the state. Now, we do have the numbers for you on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Even if you're looking more locally, we have some places where you can get those numbers to see what happened in your area. Let's take a look across the country real quick. So if you're wondering about Florida, Ron DeSantis, oh, he just won again, big time, clean the Democrats clock. So that was an easy win. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, wow, did she lose. Also, Beto O'Rourke, he was trying to run in Texas. He's done. But there were some other seats. I, I still look, and I was scratching my head and wondering about this. In places like New York, where Ocasio-Cortez easily wins, I wonder, how do you keep reelecting that? At least put a Democrat in there. But maybe she accurately represents the kind of people that are in that area in New York. Because I always wondered, how does someone like Nancy Pelosi keep getting elected? Well, then again, she is from San Francisco, so go figure. She accurately represents San Francisco. Newly elected Myra Flores reacts to her loss to a Democrat challenger. Let's see. Um, it's not a red wave like you were hoping, some of you Republicans out there. It's not a tsunami, not a red wave. It's more like high tide. But still, the numbers are coming in, and we don't know yet. Things are being counted across the country. A lot of times you guys go to bed, you wake up the next day, you know what happened, right? Not this time. And part of it's being blamed on mail-in ballots that are just going to take some time. And some of these races are close enough. Like there's a Georgia Senate race. And the two gentlemen running against each other. A moment ago, I had looked up and saw that the Democrat was way, well, not way ahead, but a little bit ahead, enough to win and call it for the Senate in Georgia. But now it's pretty much neck and neck. I do not understand how John Fetterman beat Oz in Pennsylvania. I don't get that. Considering the bad shape that Fetterman is in, yeah, and the way he presented himself toward that entire race, and yet he won it. 50 to 48. I, I scratch my head and wonder, really? How are they voting for that in Pennsylvania? I won't have the answer to that. I don't get it. I would actually have to go to Pennsylvania and ask Pennsylvanians, what are you doing? I don't get that, but all right. Here's where we stand right now in the House and Senate on the federal level. So we have right now four Senate seats left in play. And at this point, the Republicans seem to hold a bit of a lead. There is, don't, don't get too excited on this, a possibility that the Republicans could take the Senate barely. But again, let's wait because things are still in play right now. But that's what it looks like at the moment. This will go back and this is like when I'm talking to sports with Frank, you know. Games can go back and forth all the time. There are 64 House of Representatives seats left in play. Now, again, it looks like the Republicans will probably take the House, but that's a probably at this point. So projections, 
Their best guess at this point is that the Democrats will have 172 seats. Republicans will have 199 seats. So, again, we just have to sort of wait and see on that one because that's a projection. And you know what I think about projections. All right. Oh, here's one that I thought was kind of fun. Let's go to Alabama. Republican Katie Britt becomes the state's first female elected senator. Uh, And she's a Republican as well. Describes herself here as a 40-year-old mama on a mission. And there's quite a few states that I would say that the Democrats did lose, whether we're talking gubernatorial race or some other race like that. Oh, let's head on over, and I thought this was an interesting race, J.D. Vance in Ohio. He won. So the Democrat in Ohio, uh, who was, I believe, the incumbent in that one, Vance is, the story says, among some high-profile Senate candidates in a tight race, one of the Trump endorsements. Others either lost or close calls in, in other states. But that was one endorsement from Trump that he won. And I believe he beat out an incumbent, yeah, the uh, Democrat incumbent in that one. So that's one of those Senate seats that flipped Republican. However, when you take a look at some other Senate seats around the country, there's one that flipped Democrat. That was the Fennerman race. So really interesting to see how this is playing out. But again, not all the numbers are in yet. And that in large part has to do with all of the paper ballots. I'm still taking a look at the Fetterman race and going, what? Here's a story I have in front of me, just popped up in front of me. Key races that are too close to call at this time. Okay. There's a Michigan race. There's the Georgia race that I told you about just a moment ago. That's a Senate seat. That's back and forth. Um, Fox News analysis, Senate hangs in the balance. We don't know. Vermont elects second Democrat senator in state history. Again, the squad, they all won easily. I don't understand. Nebraska passed a voter ID uh, measure. That's good. Here's a headline that says GOP red wave turns into a trickle. I'm just kind of calling it high tide. You know, red wave didn't happen. South Carolina's McMaster wins re-election the state's longest running governor is another one there. So, okay, there's several places. Massachusetts you know, remains heavily blue Democrat. All right, so waiting for Michigan election results. Um, here's a Democrat, Stockton, defeats Republican in a key contest. So, okay, we'll just have to wait the next couple of days to see. And I say couple of days. I'm sorry about that. I didn't want to tell you guys. I wanted to come here this morning and say, okay, here's the election results. Now these paper ballots just keep rolling in. I know that raises the hair on the back of your neck for some of these people. Blue Eyes and Douglas, Brent just needs to stay out there and run again. Well, and what, interesting, Brent Bien did not run a writing campaign that was just his fans that did that but it was interesting to see that he still got a little over 5,000 votes in that but that was just his fans that wanted him in there he never actively ran a, a writing campaign Nate and Gillette if Fetterman can win Pennsylvania then Joe obviously has a shot at re-election yeah I get what you mean on that apparently voters are fine with representatives that can't complete a sentence no, I get it. 
Grady and Laramie, people need to do their homework rather than just voting for the letter in front. Yes, I agree. That's one of the problems. I think, by the way, Grady's in Laramie. Grady, I think that's the same thing. When it comes to here in Wyoming, there are Democrats who voted for the Democrat candidate for governor, right? Most Democrats couldn't even name who was running for governor in the state of Wyoming. Oh, yeah, they had a candidate, but most Democrats don't even know the name of the candidate that was running in their party for governor. What happened was when they got the ballot, they just said, oh, look, Democrat, and they just went ahead and voted Democrat. They had no idea. I have talked many times with Republicans that do the same thing. Yeah, Republicans will just go ahead and vote down party line, R, R, R. That's how we get so many rhinos in office as well. We get so many rhinos in office because people put an R by their name, and the low-information voter just goes for anything with an R. Here's what happened in the state of Wyoming for those missed the last hour. So Mark Gordon gets 76.3% of the vote. Now he has three other people splitting the vote with him. Teresa Livingston is the Democrat. She got 16.3% of the vote. That's horrible. But again, those are just Democrats marking, oh, there's a Democrat. Jared Blades was a Libertarian, 4.2%. Write-ins for Brent Bien, 3.2%. That's still over like 5,000 people that voted for him. But in the vast majority of the people who voted for the Democrat for governor, Teresa Livingston, do you, have you ever heard that name before? Most of you never have. Most Democrats never had, but she had a D by her name, and that's what mattered. 718, Wake Up Wyoming. Radio, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 723 is the time to wake up Wyoming. Real quick, I'll, I'll go down to Texas and I'll get back to Wyoming here. So, Beto O'Rourke, the next great hope for Texas Democrat Party. Lost big time again. And I'm wondering at this point, I, see, I never did like the career politician. I don't care what party they're for. I really don't care. I hate the career politician. But they are asking the question, does this end his political career? Well, I hope so. He came up short sweeping ballot victories across the state. Uh, and it talks about who won what in what party. But I was looking for, I know Beto lost big time, but I'm looking for the exact percentage. I might still be counting some numbers over there. But they're asking the question, does this end his political career? Well, again, I hope so. Nobody should have a political career. Right? I, it's fine to be in there for a while to get some experience to know how to do it. But nobody should be in, like, our current president started his political career back in the early 70s and has been with us ever since. That's the kind, I, and again, I don't care with part, what party they're with. That's just too long. I don't want people having a political career. Even when they're in office, I don't want them making a living at it. But all right, Let's head back to Wyoming. You're Wyoming Superintendent of Public Instruction. I am so bad. You got to pardon me, folks. I'm just a little bit dyslexic. So when it comes to a name like this, that's why I screw them up. Megan 
Dengenfelder. Am I doing that right? I got that all wrong, didn't I? Anyway, Wyoming's next superintendent of public construction, sixth generation Wyomingite, state Republican nominee, beat the Democrat opponent in Tuesday's general election for the seat. In January, she will replace the governor's appointed superintendent, Brian Schroeder, whom she beat in the August 16th primary. In the three months between her primary and general election wins, education, hot-button issue, according to the story I'm reading from Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming, as school board throughout the state, faced challenges, including sexually graphic books in schools. On October 24th, she addressed the Natrona County School Board in public opposition to the district's uh, books, well, both that, well, it's a couple of books that we've been talking about that are very sexually graphic, and parents have a problem with that. So she grew up in Casper. Her father was on the school board. She told Cowboy State Daily Tuesday that given her opposition, it's important for her school board to maintain local control over issues like this. So for those of you who want to settle that issue of material like this getting into your local school, quote, I see State Department as being a resource for best practices around what policy changes look like. Okay, but she wants that local control to be local control. So if you look at your local school library and you're thinking, well, there's some really, wow, objectionable material in our school libraries or being handed to our kids in the classroom, you need to handle that on the local level. All right, so Cowboy State Daily has a game plan that she laid out. Empower parents as the number one decision makers. Cut red tape to streamline educators' efforts. Focus on reading, writing, math improvements in education. Partner with industries to prepare students for working in the Wyoming economy. Basically, to get, uh, she says, to get school back to teaching what they should be teaching and not all of the social engineering stuff that a lot of you guys are worried about. And again, remain well, keep control locally at your local school board. So once again, if anyone has a problem with what's in the in the classroom or in the library, go talk to your local school board about it. Don't talk to the state of Wyoming about it. They don't want the control. The House and Senate doesn't want it. The, the governor doesn't want it. Your director of public instruction, as I call the school marm, doesn't want it. So you need to handle that at the local level. On that note, you should take a look wherever you are. Take a look at who won what in your local elections because there were quite a few people that were rotated out from school boards, from county commissions, and so on. In fact, when I take a look at the county that I'm in, there's a couple of people who I'm thinking, oh, I hope so-and-so didn't win. And I hope this guy or that guy did. And I'm going to have to go take a look at what happened locally in my election. Because really, when it comes down to it, that is most most important. I know we worry about what happened nationwide, what happened with our Congress, what happened with our president. But we really also have to take a look at what is going on local in your district. So, oh, Miss Mary asked me a question. I got to go back and look this up. Remember that, and I'm forgetting the name of the town. There was that town where nobody wanted to run for mayor. Yeah, who won that? Who's mayor now? <laughs> they actually had that. They went through the primary, and nobody wanted to be mayor. 
Well, a couple of people finally stepped up in this tiny little town. So I'll see if I can find out who actually won that. I'm not sure. All right, coming up on 7.30. So local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. 7.45, I'll have Don Day on with me live. You'll want to hear that because there is some snow coming down. Temperatures have really dropped. He's going to explain the whole thing. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time, I'm looking at the ridiculously large television that's next to me here in the studios and uh, several other races that just, I, I won't mention them, but there's quite a few races out there that are so close, so close. So how much the Republicans win, again, not a red wave, not a tsunami, but maybe a high tide is what they'll get. But still, there's a lot out there up for grabs. We'll just have to wait and see. And that's going to annoy us for the next couple of days. Real quick, let's go over to Teton County. Now, again, Cowboy State Daily did a great job of covering the entire state. Teton County, mostly blue, one independent, as voters reelect housing control commissioners. Now, I think this is part of the problem that Teton County has when it comes to prices. Prices got out of control, and you've heard the joke, as, but the joke has truth in it, as the billionaires began pushing out the millionaires. Yeah, and so what do you do when you don't have anyone to take care of things like who's going to run the gas stations, the convenience stores, who's going to be your waiters and just retail employees on every level? Who's going to stock the shelves at Walmart? Yes, they have a Walmart in Jackson Hole. It's a nice one. Oh, man, is it a nice Walmart. But you need employees there. Police and fire, they can't afford to live there. So what they do in Teton County, not understanding capitalism, well, that's it. We've got to take government control of prices and stuff, which makes things worse. So here's the latest. Teton County commissioners went full blue in Tuesday's general election and won for an independent, which could mean slower, tightly controlled housing development in the region. There is currently the story. I'm reading from Cowboys Day Daily. There's currently one Republican, Mark Barron, serving on the Teton County Commission in Wyoming, richest county. He did not run for re-election this season, though. Elected as a Democrat commissioner, Greg Epstein changed his affiliation to Independent during his term. Barron sometimes the lone voice of approval when the rest of the commission voted against efforts to turn acreage into workforce housing, Teton County, and, and that's just changing zoning rules. Teton County for years has endured a housing crisis as million dollar homes make up roughly 40% of the market. Hospital, school, government workers often commute from way outside of the community, even outside the county. However, the region also has some of the state's most pristine lands, and with those environmental and, well, they worry about the aesthetics, too. Two Democrat incumbent commissioners, Mark Newcomb and Luther Prost, 
both ran for re-election and won soundly, toppling the Republican candidate. And then uh, it talks about how many, who, who got how many votes. But anyway, so now you've got pretty much a solid, yeah, you got a solidly blue Teton County for commissioners. And they want to go solve their housing problems there. Well, if you want to solve the housing crisis there, you're going to have to actually go free market on housing controls. Okay, Dennis and Douglas. Now, Dennis, I'm going to look this up for you. But here's the deal. You need to send me a second letter N. Well, he spelled my name with one N. There's two N. My name's not Glenn. It's Glenn. So there's two Ns in there. So just send me on the text there. He's using the Wake Up Wyoming app, hitting the chat button and sending me notes. So um, send me another N. I'm looking up your question. Right? He wants to know how HD6 went. And how did we do that? Let me see. Uh... No, I don't see anything on particularly that right now. I'll keep digging for you. Please congratulate Shay Linval, new Gillette mayor, says DJ and Gillette. Yeah, well, congratulations to Shay. There has been, you know, um, Wyoming, when we take a look at some of the cities out there, there really is a good old boys network. And one place that I've seen that is in the city council of Gillette, Wyoming. And boy, they've needed a shakeup for quite a while. I mean, for quite a while. So, yeah, congratulations for Shea. Now the mayor, they need to rotate out a lot of that city council too, by the way. Uh, by the way, Dennis, did you mean when you're asking about that, uh, are you talking about the local municipalities being able to invest money? Because if that's what you're, no, that would be Amendment A. Yeah, that passed in Wyoming. Amendment A did pass. So, well, there's more to it than that. Just because we went ahead and voted it in, they still have. There's more to go to f officially make that part of the Wyoming Constitution. It's just, it's not a done deal quite yet. But that would allow your local municipalities to take your cities and counties to invest money, so they could have a nice nest egg. Seven forty-two. Some weather moving through the area. Changes on the way. Going to get Don Dan line. We're going to talk about that. Wake up, Wyoming. Talk radio's got is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Day weather. So it happened exactly as I was getting in my car, Don. Suddenly, this white stuff starts falling all over me and my windshield. I mean, I opened up my car door, and it was like two o'clock in the morning, and here it comes. Wasn't a lot though, and that makes it more dangerous. Well, yeah. What we, what we had is that cold air mass. That's. Ooh, I'm getting big echo. Oh yeah, you are getting kind of. Uh, do me a favor here. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. Got a little problem there with it, and I'll go ahead and get you on over the phone. Okay, yeah, there's a little bit of a problem here. We're getting Don Day on that way, and so he's going to go ahead and call. What I'm talking about is how slick the roads are out there, which are, oh, there's my letter N from Dennis. <laughs> Thank you. I'll go ahead and insert, insert it in. So um, let's see. Don Day is going to call. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason I was talking about that is this morning, it depends on where you are, how much snow you're getting in the area. 
but some snow coming down. And there are parts of Wyoming getting quite a bit, and then there's other parts of Wyoming that are really not getting a whole lot, but just that slight covering. And that slight covering makes it really, really slick out there. Is this you, Don? It is. Okay, so I was talking about how it really makes it slick when it's just a light covering of snow. I would prefer heavy snow when I'm driving to work in the morning. Yeah, and that's kind of what will be the concern here over the next 36 hours across the state. Uh, we have a cold air mass that's uh, up into Canada, Montana, that pushed its way into central and eastern Wyoming last night, bringing some freezing fog and some flurries, and that kind of iced things up a little bit. Temperatures this morning up in Alberta are 20 to 25 degrees below zero. So some of that cold air has leaked south in the state. At the same time, we have this west coast front that brought some heavy snow to Jackson and Evanston early this morning. And that front's going to march across the state later today and tonight. And the two air masses are going to mix it up. And although, as we've been talking about over the last couple of days, we're not expecting a lot of snow, it's just going to be enough, combined with these colder temperatures and wind, to make for some really slick roads and highways. And to your point, sometimes these smaller snow events, when it gets real cold, make the roads more icy as opposed to a heavier snow. And that's going to be really true in the central and the northeast. Casper to Sheridan, to Buffalo, over to Gillette, Sundance, into Rapid City, up to Billings. Later today, tonight, and tomorrow morning, some real slick roads in those areas. Okay, and then we get uh, temperatures that dip down. We might get some, depending on where you are, single digits at night. Yeah, it is uh, tomorrow night and Friday night. Uh, Northern Wyoming single digits will be easy to obtain, especially if there's a little snow on the ground. Might even see a couple of areas up north slip a degree or two below zero. Uh, there's some real bonafide, pretty darn cold air uh, that's building up into parts of Canada. Uh, we have talked before about when you start putting snow down up there uh, in the fall and you keep it, uh, yeah. you start to build up that cold air quicker, and that's kind of what we're going to see. Is It's going to stay cold, Glenn. There's no warm-up this weekend. Oh, okay. And all the next week, it's going to be chilly. All right. We've stepped down officially. But this is seasonal, right? This is what we expect this time of year. Well, with all the Christmas commercials I saw on TV last okay. night, I guess so. I, I guess so. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. No, he's got that one right, I'd say. Okay. So just expect it to stay cold like this and drive careful because, like you said, it is slick out there. So off to the icebox we go, Frank Gambino. Frank, just for you, I went ahead and looked something up because I know you would want to comment on this. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> Dumbest rules in sports. <laughs> There are, there are so many. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, this one is from ESPN. It starts with baseball managers in uniform. Okay. Years and years and years and years ago, Connie Mack managed the Philadelphia Athletics in a suit and tie. Mm -hmm. Right. Now they make the managers wear uniforms, but they don't wear their jerseys. They wear, like, hoodies, and so I, don't, I don't know why they even make okay. them dress up at all. You know. I, okay, that's it. But there, I, I, but they I have liked to. them better when they wore a suit and tie. And some of them had a nice hat on, so you yeah. can identify them. I know that guy. I know that hat. Yeah. Okay. Well, a little fedora thing, you know. Okay. The in hockey, the puck over the glass rule. The puck over the glass rule means stop it to play. Yeah. As far as I, just the only thing I, I could think about. Now they put okay. more netting on, but you know it's. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to climb over the, the glass and grab the puck and just continue well, to play? That would be fun. I yeah. would oh, yeah. like to see yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, college football one foot down rule. Yes. Yeah, uh, in in pro football, to have a legal catch, you have to have both feet in in bounds. Yeah. In college, all you need is one. Okay. Now this one, I'm not, I'm not sure that's a stupid rule. But okay, it, now, this one though, I never heard of this. The pine tar rule. 
pine tar is this gooey stuff yeah. that you can put on in baseball that you can put on you're, you're used to put on your bat or your gloves to tighten the grip but it could only be so high on the bat George Brett in a playoff game years and years and years ago at Kansas City, he uh, had he the, the Yankees appealed it. And they said, "No, he's, he's got too much pine tar on his bat," and he went ballistic. Oh, I mean, you should. It, it's been, it's one of the most classic moments of baseball. All right, all righty. Coming up on Saturday in college football, the 114th edition of the Board of Wars. The Wyoming Cowboys traveled to Fort Collins to meet Colorado State. Folks are six and three overall after that win over Hawaii two weeks ago, so they're bowl eligible. They're also four and one in Mountain West Conference play. They trail Boise State by one game in the Mountain Division. CSU has endured a rotten year at two and seven overall, but they're two and three in league play now. Two weeks ago in Honolulu, the folks had a great night running the football in that win, but not so good throwing it, so better offensive balance would be a plus. Then there's the rivalry itself. You know, some players from Colorado play at Wyoming. Some players were recruited by both schools, and Wyoming has won five of the last six meetings and currently have possession of the bronze boot. Head coach Craig Bold knows what rivalry games are all about. Well, I think it, it rises to the top. One of the things I think it makes it so special is what the game represents, you know, the bronze boot and everything that goes into that. Um, you know, this is something that, that I personally cherished, and it's one of the great uh, college football rivalries, and so uh, we're excited about that. Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites in the game that will start at 5 p.m. on Saturday night from Fort Collins. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. State High School Football Championship games will be Friday and Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. On Friday at noon, it's the 2A game as 10 and 0 level will take on 9 and 1 Bighorn. Then at 3 p.m., Cody, the defending 3A champion at 10 and 0, will meet. 9 and 2 Star Valley. On Saturday at 10 in the morning, Little Snake River at 10 and 0 plays 9 and 1 Burlington in the 1A 6 man championship. Then at 1 p.m., it's the 1A 9 man championship as defending champion Shoshone, their 9 and 1, takes on 10 and 0 Pine Bluffs. Last game on Saturday in Laramie is at 4 p.m., defending champion Sheridan at 11 and 0 will be 10 and 1 Cheyenne East. In men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at home tomorrow night in Laramie to beat Nickel State. The Pokes posted a huge win over Colorado Christian on Monday to open the season, shooting 50% from the floor in they hit 14 threes. Nichols State was scorched by Arizona in their season opener 117.75. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off tomorrow from the Arena Auditorium in Laramie. That's it in sports. And as I told you yesterday, that weather-wise is just going to be a beautiful game because while the temperatures are on the cool side, I mean, you're talking like upper 30s or so, no wind. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I can deal with that. Yep. The snow and the wind can make things miserable. Oh, just miserable, yeah. You know, so and and we and we've and we've been down that road with the state high school football championships. We, oh, yeah. we have, you know. So you're yeah. talking clear sky. What time you said it was five o'clock or something like that? Well, the, the, the cowboy game before Collins is Saturday at five. Saturday at five. Okay, so you're talking clear skies, no wind. Cold temperature, it starts cool, but if it starts at 5, so they're going to be playing past sunset, right? Well, absolutely. Okay, so then that's when it starts getting cold. So I would say to people, just bundle up and enjoy all of the steam coming off of the players. Not just out of their mouths, off of their backs. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. They get really hot, and the person himself starts to steam. Then they take their helmet off. Oh, Lord, yeah, that's fun to watch. Might go to a game just to watch that. (laughs) All right, thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Oh, Paul and Cheyenne has a puck over the glass rule. I'll mention that to Frank next hour of the program. All right, so more election results still coming in. I'll explain it all to you. And there's a lot of things nationwide still up for grabs. In the state of Wyoming, Democrats basically didn't show up. 
And it shows in the election results. Wake up, my own. Here comes Black... Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Open phones at this point. 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Quick recap, as you've heard in the news. For the Republicans, not a red wave, not a red tsunami, maybe a little bit of a high tide. That's about it. And even then, things are really tight. So the Republicans probably will get control of the House. We don't know about the Senate. That's really tight. Stacey Abrams, definitely not the governor of Georgia, lost big time. I still don't know how Fetterman beat Oz in that race. John Fetterman, I just am scratching my head wondering how the hell, but all right. Every member of the squad in the House of Representatives is back. They all won, I mean, just easily. That's another one I scratch my head and wonder, who exactly lives in those districts that they would keep reelecting that? But all right. Maybe they actually do represent what's in that district. I don't get it, but okay, that's who they have there. Here in the state of Wyoming, I was saying in the first hour of the program and part of the second that it's as if the Democrats never showed up here in Wyoming. And what few Democrats did show up to races got beat easily. So, and but we still have to worry about a lot of, I know, uh, rhinos out there. That's true. There are a lot of those. But still, as far as the actual Democrat Party in the state of Wyoming, they did so bad that they are no better at, the, in my opinion, they're no better at this point than the Constitution Party or Libertarian Party in Wyoming. And most people don't even know that Wyoming has a Constitution Party or Libertarian Party. Yeah, so that's how bad the Democrats in Wyoming are right now. Most In most races, they, they didn't even have a Democrat show up to run. And again, where they did, the kinds of people that were running were not going to get voted for. I mean, because they're just too radical, wacko. They're not going to. you got to have someone who, if, if it's a Democrat, fine, but not someone who makes Ocasio-Cortez look normal. So, Democrats, you have a lot of work to do. Now, this I'm going to read this on air because I thought this was good. You can call the program, of course, 888-97-WOODS. I have a call coming in right now. But you can also send me a note off the app, which is free to download at your app store. Just type in, like you're texting me. Hit chat and type it in and send me a note. Jonesy sends me this one, and he lives in Casper. He says, morning, Glenn, there's no red wave for a couple of reasons, but the biggest is people are still afraid to talk politics with their families, friends, and in public. We just take it for granted when folks like uh, Beck Hannity, Fox, YouTubers say that there will be a big red wave. We individually start making policies as a common part of daily discussions. Folks don't know why green energy is bad. They don't know why inflation happens. They don't know why... Just voting for the devil, you know, is a terrible policy. You know, Jonesy, you nailed it out of the park on that one, really. Carrie 
from Laporte on the Democrats not showing up. Morning, Kerry. Good morning, Glenn. A little disappointed with uh, the turnout with uh, Republicans. And I didn't think we were going to take the wave or anything in uh, for the nation. But uh, just kind of disappointed that the Americans, with the high inflation that we're going through, they didn't they had, didn't wake up or they just didn't want to change. Like you said earlier, maybe that's what the people who were reelected again are representing people that love inflation, love high gas prices, love the uh, Biden administration. Right. Or actually think that government and more socialist policies can solve these problems for them, not realizing that that's what caused the problem in the first place. Yeah, very true, and especially printing uh, 40% of all the money in the past, uh, you know, two, three years than we've had before. Right. And that doesn't help it either. I'm, uh, the other thing is that, the other thing is that, um, as you've uh, said several times, that uh, Democrats um, didn't show up. But I think we can look at it a different view now, is that the Democrats in the state of Wyoming have gotten smart. They elected, they went red, they voted Republican instead of with uh, the Democrat um, opposing for those positions. Okay, that's that's a good way to look at it. Just deciding that instead I'm going to vote for this Republican that might actually have an answer. And the reason I, I agree with you on that, Kerry, is because when we take a look at those Democrats in Wyoming that did run, you, you take a look at who they are, what they stand for, what they say and do. Wow, talk about just, I, I'm just going to say it, a bunch of nutballs. Who can vote for that? And so they don't. They end up voting for the Republican, a more reasonable. They might disagree with them, but at least the person's more reasonable. Right. And I wish that's what would have happened throughout America, is that, hey, Democrats just vote up and say, hey, let's see what's going to happen with voting uh, red this time. I might not agree with all the Republican uh, uh, tactics or their uh, 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 what they stand for. But, hey, you know what? It's better than having that same individual go back in again. Right. All right, Kerry. Thank you. Good points. I also, based on what Kerry just said there, let's take a look at, so, and also what, uh, let me see, uh, Jonesy and Casper said just a moment ago. I, I have to agree that a lot of people honestly don't know what the problems are or how the problems are created in the first place, the problems that America has. Again, they, they hear a lot about electric cars and wind and solar panel and have no idea why these things are bad. National debt. I've talked. I've spoken to people in person who have said to me that all oh, America's, you know, basically too big to fail. National debt's not a problem. We can keep borrowing this money. They don't understand. They don't understand that big government caused the problems that we have right now, and making government bigger is just going to make it worse. They might even buy into the tax the rich idea. I find people, I've talked to people who kind of roll their eyes when I mention capitalism. Hey, oh, capitalism. And yet they really don't understand what capitalism really is. And so, yeah, we have a, as, I'm more libertarian, as you know, but as the more libertarian conservative side, we have a lot of work to do when, it, when we talk to people, how we talk to people, how we make the point. Liberty, freedom, limited government. That point. That's what we need to make on a national level. Judy and Casper. Morning, Judy. Oh, I'm not, I'm not totally out of uh, sorts this morning. I mean, we did get 238 
wins and uh, eight losses. But I can't believe, like you said, Betterman. Yeah. Okay. And then we have uh, Bobart down in Colorado loses mm-hmm. to a guy who's busted having sex with his secretary yeah. in, in, a, in a, what is it, a storage facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona had so many problems running out of ballots, printer, and it was the toner that was wrong. They right. sent out these uh, IT guys. I, I, you know, do my tinfoil hat because I think they stole this son of a gun just like they did in 2020. And unless we do, look at this. Florida banned mass mail-in ballots, banned ballot harvesting, which our guy here on, what was his name? The new... Uh, Chuck Gray? Yeah, well, Chuck Gray and his under undersecretary guy. Um, mm. Our Wyoming clerks failed to stop drop boxes when they were ordered to do so. But anyway, getting back to DeSantis here. Requires voter ID. Government, government, uh, Governor DeSantis created an election poll force. Florida also just had a historic win margin across the state for Republicans, while Democrats somehow won close races everywhere else across America during a horrific economy. Mm. Do the math. Right. Okay, the point I'm trying to make here is we do have uh, rhinos in this state. I was sorry to see Steve Harshman win, Jerry Overmeyer, uh, Tom uh, Winsel, uh, Forrest Chadwick, uh, D- Dinglefelder, the superintendent. Right. She should have never won. Uh, county sales and use tax up here wins. I voted against that. I'm sick of them taxing us. Mm-hmm. That's all we do is tax and spend, tax and spend. And they're just as bad as the damn Democrats up here because we have a lot of rhinos. The point I think I, I really am upset about is some of these races are not being called when they should end. There was ballots rolling in after midnight down there in Arizona and Pennsylvania. They ran out of ballots. How do you run out of ballots? You know, and yeah. if Florida could count uh, 3.7 million ballots overnight, why can't these uh, other states... You know, the bellwether states, the important states, get their act together. We need to get rid of these stupid voting machines. We need paper ballots. And we need to be reconciling these signatures on these ballots. I had to hit the dump button on Judy again. Okay, well, it happens now and then. Anyway, yeah, I'm not real happy this morning. I think think the red wave turned into a trickle because they cheated just as bad as they did in 2020. All right. Thank you, Judy. The reason I have the dump button there, for those who don't know what that is, there's a 10-second delay. So you don't hear me immediately. You hear me 10 seconds later after I said it. And every now and then, I've never had somebody intentionally cuss in this program. But every so often, somebody gets passionate, like Judy just did. And she said a bad word, and I had to hit the... Now, for, not the first time I've had to do that on Judy. A lot of times when she's talking, my hand is by the button. Just because you never know. The moment, yes, Miss Mary, I'm going to go there, that I'm most proud of in my radio career. When Donald Trump came to Wyoming and was campaigning, I interviewed him on the air. Well, he was campaigning for our new House of Representatives and um, Harriet Hageman. And I had Donald Trump on the air. He got passionate and cussed. And I had to hit the dump button on him. Now, that makes me possibly the only talk show host 
in the history of radio, probably only the personality in the history of radio and television, it might be, who had to hit the dump button on either a, a, a current president or a former president either way. Bet you it's never happened before. I'm it. I'm the only one. 818, wake up Wyoming. Here's your morning up. Before you face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Like the last couple of callers, you can just jump right in. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. As I take a look at the election results around the state, around the country, I have, I think, what is a reason why Americans vote the way that they do. But hang on, Bob wants to talk about why the red wave fell short. Morning, Bob. Morning, Glenn. Love you. Love yourself. Thank you. Hey. I completely, 100%, the red wave did not happen because the Republicans missed a failed opportunity. You got a Supreme Court that totally abolished Roe first Wade, which was a good thing, but the Republicans, instead of all making it a shameful thing, should have turned around and found little provisions to put in for the women who believe that was a reproductive right. Now, most people that I know, female-wise, all voted with their uterus. They did not vote with common sense and said, listen, you know, the economy, gas prices, groceries, they all said, hey, you took away my right to, to choose. I took away your right to win. Okay. I'm going to be interested to see, as the breakdown of the numbers come in, uh, how women voted compared to men in this and on what particular issues. You know, Yeah, there's going to be quite a, well, a lot of breakdowns of the vote and asking people why they vote the way they did. That, to me, is going to be interesting. And that's something Republicans need to take a look at as they write their strategy for 2024. Yes, and I see back when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I said Republicans are going to miss an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I knew this was bad when it happened. Yeah. Republicans, if anything, they're consistent on missing great opportunities. Yes, sir, um, they are. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So here's why I think Americans have been voting the way that they do. And this is not a liberal or conservative thing at all. Forget all of that. I find when young people get out of school from whether it's high school or whether they're getting out of college, whatever the case is, that there's a lot of things that they are missing in their education. And the education just doesn't come alone from school. It comes from their parents, too. And their parents missed out on these things as well. So, for example, what is money? How does money work? In many cases, there's a disconnect and people really have no idea. Why is America a capitalist nation and why does capitalism succeed? Why does socialism fail? I'm not talking ideologically, I'm talking economically. You've often heard me say that the purest form of democracy is capitalism. And I have said that even to conservatives, and I get a raised eyebrow, how does that work? Well, you get to vote every single day on what you like and what you don't like. We all do. Without any government control in a pure capitalist economy, you get to choose 
what you want to do and what you don't want to do, who you want to do business with and who you don't. Whether you think a product or a service is quality, whether it's worth the price, you get to set the pathway of this nation. And that would include things like where you get your energy from, what kind of car you're going to drive, gas, diesel, electric, natural gas, whatever. These things are up to you. But so many people get out of school having no idea what capitalism is. They don't know what money is. They don't even know the purpose of a job. They know they have to get a job in order to earn money, but they don't know how that works. I've spoken with people who, when you hear tax the rich, okay, so here's a guy who's worth $3 billion, and they honestly believe that that means the guy has a bank vault somewhere with $3 billion in it. No, he doesn't. That's not how that works. He's worth $3 billion in economic activity, but he doesn't have $3 billion. That doesn't exist. There's no person out there that it just has billions of dollars sitting in a bank vault that way. That's not how this works. But they don't know it. Most people out there have no idea that the bureaucracy is constantly writing all of these rules, making laws, and they shouldn't be allowed to because they're not lawmakers, they're bureaucrats. And those laws are slowing down our economy and taking away liberties and freedoms. The list goes on and on about how the, well, even young people up until people of the older generation going through our school system and what they've learned from their parents, the media and so on, have no idea what freedom is, what liberty is, that those are two slightly different things, how that works, that America is a republic, what that means, how our Constitution works and why. They don't know these things. And so, come election time, they end up voting for the very things that would destroy what made America great. And they don't know that they're doing that. They're voting for a lot of promises that are made to them. They're voting for, we're going to give you this money. We're going to take care of your health care. We're going to change the climate and we're going to stabilize the climate for you. Make sure that bad weather doesn't happen to you anymore. Things like that. This is what the American people are fed since when they're little kids up to today. And one thing that conservatives and libertarians really suck at is explaining why America is the way that it is, why it was created the way that it was created as a country. Hang on, I got more to say about that. And your calls to 888 Woods. Coming up on 830, Wake Up Wild. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. On a national level, not a big red wave or tsunami. More like slightly high tide. Then, so the Republicans probably will have the House of Representatives, maybe the Senate, but a lot of these races are really close. I'm still shaking my head at Fetterman beating Oz. That just but 
I was happy to see in Georgia, Stacey Abrams was just, wow, that was just embarrassing what happened to her. So it just depends on which races you're looking at. Florida, DeSantis, that was easy. Here in the state of Wyoming, the Democrats basically didn't even show up. In most races, the Democrats didn't even have a candidate. And where they did have a candidate, the candidate was so lame that uh, there was no way they were going to win. So the Democrats even lost ground here in Wyoming. But around the country, we'll see. Now, Blue Eyes and Douglas, this is how dumb some people are. And these are supposed to be intelligent people. The bottom line on a profit and loss says, oh, and you're talking about basically what money is and so on in hospitals. And, and I get that without getting into everything that you said there. Really, it comes down to I don't necessarily think that everybody's all that dumb. If I want to be blue eyes, really um, picky about the words we use, let's call it ignorance in a lot of cases. People that I talk to who don't know what money is have a bad concept or misunderstood concept of what capitalism is, don't understand why Wyoming, well, why America is a republic and what that means. Even misunderstood, when I talk about America being a republic, they honestly, because they did not get a good civics course in high school, they have no idea how the American form of government is supposed to work. No clue. I hear so much misinformation about it. When it comes to borrowing more money and just handing it out as that's going to save our economy, people who honestly think that America is just too big to fail. There's no way we can possibly ever fail. Look at the size of this country. This is ignorance that goes all the way back to from when they were kids to today, the message that they got over and over again. They have never heard anything different. That's been the problem. Uh, let me see. Wingnut. Have you seen an estimate on statewide voter turnout? I haven't found I haven't found the figures yet either. My sister dear, Judy is really hot today. You probably heard it, sister dear, because it goes out over the um over the app different than it does over the air. When Judy cussed, I hit the button that dumps that bad word. Well, that doesn't go out over any airwaves on radio stations, but if you're listening on the app, you probably heard it. Timothy and Casper, they stole the toss up. Would be too obvious otherwise. Yeah, likely 217 House and 50 Senate. And uh, see, Joel and Casper can't believe how many people just can't lose with grace. Well, yeah, both sides of the argument on that one. I just can't believe how many people. Yeah, you're right. Can't lose with grace, or but I do understand why some people scratch their heads and wonder about some election anomalies. That makes sense to me at the same time. But okay. I was asking why Americans vote the way that they do and why some of these races are so close like this. In fact, why, when you take a look at googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez and the squad and the horrible people that they are, and I often wonder, how do they keep getting reelected? I don't get it. They're so bad. Who's voting for this? If you go to Ocasio-Cortez's borough in New York, you find a lot of people who think exactly like her. That's why. But most of the reason that they think like her is because that's how they were raised. And they weren't raised with the idea of, well, you are an individual who's responsible for yourself. In other words, here's the concept of America in a nutshell. 
you're a free person in a free country. So go build your life. Now, Americans are American government. The population is not here to provide for you or take care of you. That's your responsibility. So you get out there and build your own way. Now, some of you are going to be incredibly successful and good for as long as you did it honestly, good for you. Some people won't go that far, but that's okay too. Because for the first time in really world history, really, we have now a form of government that allows people to choose their own path and go. Be free. Go live your life. Go create your future. Write the script of your life. Nobody's in charge of you. You're in charge of you. That also comes with a lot of responsibility. But because of that, look how successful America has become. And we became that successful because of that freedom, that liberty. And government's job was not to tell us what to do or provide for us, but to keep us in that bubble of freedom so we could pursue our own lives the way we wanted to pursue it. That's the concept of America. And that's where freedom, liberty, capitalism, things like that comes in. And so the role of government was supposed to be greatly limited. But it's very difficult to fight back against what uh, Democrats, and I have to say to an extent even the Republican Party does, which is a lot of free stuff. We're just going to keep, we're going to tax as much as we can, borrow as much as we can, hand out all sorts of free goodies to people. We're going to control every aspect of the economy. We're going to let the bureaucrats write the laws and people don't understand why this is bad. When I take a look at what is taught today in schools as far as just basic civics as to how America runs and why our system has worked while other forms of government haven't worked, it's amazing to me if it was taught properly, there would be pretty much no socialists in this country at all. Once we take a look at just the history of socialism and the history of freedom, liberty, a, a republic, if you will. If people, I, I hear people all the time talk about freedom. Even Democrats talk about freedom, the right to choose, things like this. And yet they vote for the very policies that are anti-freedom and they don't seem to get it. I don't think so much, yeah, some of these people are stupid. I agree with you, some are stupid. But I don't think all of them are. I think most people are just never getting the lesson of what America was designed to be and what made America successful in the first place. Uh, Sister dear, you actually dumped her quickly and I couldn't hear it. But I'm glad you're there to release some of her, release some of her stress. Yes, she needs to blow off, Judy from Casper needs to blow off steam from time to time. If she doesn't call a couple of times a week, it is not safe for the rest of Wyoming to go outside. That's why this program exists, by the way, so she can blow off steam. I still like bragging to people that I got to use the dump button on Donald Trump because he cussed on the air. I Just so you know, I do that now and then. I walk down the hallway, I'll stick my head in somebody's office and say, did I tell you about the time that I got that dump button on Donald Trump? Yes, Glenn, we heard about the time you got that dump button on Donald And then I remind them that I will be bragging about that until my dying day. In fact, Sister Dear, that might just be something that I have to write on my tombstone. I'm just tossing that out there. 845, wake up Wyoming. 
Talk Radio's talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino standing by. Okay, few more rules here that are being called in this article. Just some dumb sports rules. You seem to be pretty much on them, Frank. Oh yeah. yeah well, okay. some to them are dumb, <laughs> no, but okay. not me to dumb. So, oh. no, no, hold on. What was the the, the, the rule? You know, hockey puck over the glass it means it's just uh, not to play. Let's see here. Uh, let me see. There's a somebody message you. One foot down. Yeah, somebody sent me a message. Okay, here it is. The puck over the glass rule was brought in following the 2005 lockout and was introduced to speed up play. Oh, yeah. We said people were doing it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see. That's okay. That rule might actually make sense. Yeah, no, that, that's not a stupid rule. That's, no, a, that's okay. a good rule. What about the designated hitter rule? Well, I'm not exactly in favor of it in baseball. I mean, but that's just the way it's kind of migrated. The American League had it forever, and the National League said no, and then finally they said, you know, all right, why don't we all play the same game? What is the designated hitter rule? The pitcher does not hit. And the pitcher is normally your worst hitter, oh, okay. because they just never, he never takes batting practice, because he's, pitching, he's p- practicing pitching. Okay. So they bring in, like, a position player, or another player, to hit for the pitcher. So right. there's more offense for the game. Right. Okay, so, all right, now. It's, it's kind of stupid, but, yeah. it's, it's, uh, but, jump, but it provides a job to somebody. I'm uh, fine, yeah. Jump ball. Yeah, they, you know, in basketball, you know, to, to start a possession, you're like at the beginning of the game, uh, they throw the ball in the air, and the and whoever jumps the tallest and, you know, bats it to one of his teammates is, that's how that works. However, they might as well just, you know, flip a coin and say, all right, you, you inbound, inbound the ball first. Forget that jump ball stuff, it's stupid. Okay. Because because then teams have even been stupid about it. Like like somebody like you know they'd have Shaquille O'Neal in there when he played. And he's seven foot two, and then the other team would just put like some guy who was five eleven. All right. <laughs> uh, Over passionate celebrations at the goal line. I I like those actually. Okay. You know, when, when they were starting to outlaw those, they, 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 the NFL, they said, well, NFL now stands for No Fun League. Yeah. Let them, let them just celebrate, as long yeah. as you're not taunting the other sure. team. yeah. But a little dance or spiking the ball should be That's allowed. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, you did all of that work you got there. Of yeah. course you celebrate, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is a possession arrow? The possession arrow in basketball is whoever t- touched the ball last going out of bounds, you know, so that... Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever, when, when there is a change of possession, they, right. they uh, go the the uh, the arrow changes to, to to you know you know whatever team. So okay. if there's a, a ball out of bounds and they're like, all right, who who's the possession arrow to? Well, it's going this way. So, I got you. Okay, that's so, a that's a weird one too. All right, I got it's early more. in the morning for all this. Stuff. Yeah, I, no, well, you Way got an hour to drink some coffee. Next hour, I got a few more. For no, you. no. All right, coming coming up on Saturday in college football, it's the 114th edition of the Border Wars. The Wyoming Cowboys travel to Fort Collins to meet Colorado State. Folks are six and three overall, and then after that win over Hawaii uh, two weeks ago, so they're bowl eligible. They're four and one in Mountain West Conference play, and Trail Boise State by one game in the Mountain Division. CSU has been rotten this year, a two and seven overall, but they are two and three in league play. Now, two weeks ago in Hawaii, the Cowboys had a great night running the football on offense and not so good throwing the football. And Peasley, the quarterback, is not putting up big numbers by any stretch, and head coach Craig Bull wants better production out of, the, out of that position. You know, first of all, anytime you throw it, you're going to sometimes put the ball in harm's way. The two interceptions, 
you know, you're going to have some interceptions, but I thought they, they were not very timely and we need to take care of the ball better uh, and go through his progression with his reads. He's a hard cr- critic of himself. Um, and he uh, he's going to need to make better decisions, put it where it needs to be better. Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites in the game. That will start at 5 p.m. on Saturday night from Fort Collins. We'll have that for you on KT Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. The high school football championship games will be Friday and Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. On Friday, first up at noon, the 2A game, 10 and 0 level, will take on 9 and 1 Bighorn. Then at 3 p.m., Cody, the defending 3A champion at 10 and 0, will meet 9 and 2 Star Valley. On Saturday at 10 a.m. in the morning, uh, Little Snake River. They are 10-0. and We'll play 9-1 Burlington and in the 1A six-man championship. Then at 1, the 1A nine-man title game featuring 9-1 Shoshone taking on 10-0 Pine Bluffs. Last game on Saturday in Laramie at 4 p.m. is defending champion Sheridan at 11-0 meeting 10-1 Cheyenne East. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at home tomorrow night in Laramie to beat Nickel State. The Pokes had a huge win over Colorado Christian on Monday night to open the season. They shot 50% from the floor and rang the three bell 14 times. Nickel State was scorched by Arizona zone in their season opener 117.75 as an APM tip off from the Reno Auditorium in Laramie tomorrow night. That's in sports. So you're saying yes. the team for with the game for the big boot here should be just easy, right? It, I, I would hope that Wyoming runs them over. Okay. Well that that's not good enough. I, I, I would hope that the CSU stadium is filled with Wyoming fans. Right. Okay. So I would hope that I, I they don't want to hear the hope. I want to hear this is what's going to happen because I know it. Well, that's not going. Well, 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 you know, if I say one thing, then the the opposite happens. Oh, that's true. Do you remember that? Always bet against Frank. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. The boot, the, the boot will end up in Fort Collins for the for the game for the game, and then go right back where it was. Okay. In Larry. That's it. That's what we want. We want a surefire thing. Yes. Now go bet against it, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local. Update on the weather forecast. More of your phone calls, too, on election results, which are still rolling in. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Phones are open. 888-97-WOODS. It's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'm going through election results in the state of Wyoming. Yes, it's uh, Governor Mark Gordon again, of course. And the Democrat, the Libertarian, and a write-in for Brent Bien. Combined, still he got like 73 point some percent of the vote. Mark Gordon did so. Those combined, which is why I was saying when I take a look at the Democrat Party in the state of Wyoming, I wonder if they just kind of gave up on the state of Wyoming because they didn't run in a lot of races around the state. And where they did run, the candidates that were in were are just so bad that there was no way they were going to win. Even among fellow Democrats, they're just not going to win. They're just so bad. So the Democrat Party... I mean, even who they ran for, there were a couple of candidates running for governor. 
on the Democrat ticket. Then they had their primary, and neither of the candidates were anyone anybody could take seriously. And so they finally did pick in their primary for governor. I look at that candidate, and I say, she's again, I just can't take her seriously. And it's the same with Democrats running across the state of Wyoming. They lost ground in the state of Wyoming. So that, as in my mind, the Democrat Party in Wyoming is now every bit as irrelevant as, I'm sorry because I like you guys, but the Constitution Party and the Libertarian Party is pretty much irrelevant in Wyoming. Most people don't even know they exist. And the Democrat Party has joined them in the state of Wyoming. Across the country, not a red wave or tsunami, more like high tide. And some key races were won. Stacey Abrams lost horribly. And so did some other people out there that just really lost bad. But there were other races. Dr. Oz lost to Fetterman? Really? How do you... And Googly Eyes Cortez and the squad all were easily reelected. Interesting how that worked out. My, who gets control of the House and Senate? I never trust the experts anyway. It looks like at the moment, like the Republicans will get the House. Who knows about the Senate? In fact, in Georgia, there's a runoff election now. It's going to be a runoff election between who gets the open Senate seat there. We'll find out. That's what's going on right now. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number for that. In fact, let me see, runoff there. DeSantis wins big in Florida. And I, yeah, I continue to go down the list of who won what, where key ballot measures around the country here in the state of Wyoming. Now, this is not a done deal yet for those people who are looking at Amendment A in Wyoming. And that would allow your city and county to invest money so they can have like a nest egg going. All right, that passed in the state of Wyoming. So we'll see what happens after that, because it's not just as easy as, well, it's just passed. It's just uh, after that, they got to set the rules for this. And there were many other interesting races around the, the state as well. I thought Teton County went more blue. Not surprising, right? Yeah. Okay. There's where we are right now in the election races. Everything after that is just kind of on hold. And we'll have to wait and see who actually gets control. Some of this, because of runoff races, might last well more than just a couple of days. So we'll see. And I'm, at least here, I'll give you the good news. The political ads are over. You get your TV back. You get your radio back. You get your Internet back. When you go to open up your mailbox, it's not jam-packed stuffed with all sorts of papers. They didn't tear down a forest to send you political ads in your mailbox that you have to throw away. That's done. Now we just have the mess to clean up of who won what. There's going to be runoffs and calls of cheating. Of course. All right, now i got a few other things to go through. If you want to get back to this, we can. 888 woods the phone number. And there's a whole bunch of people that have been sending me notes off of the app, which you can do. Just use your app, Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download, and touch chat. And then send me a note. It's like sending me a text, and I'll answer it both on and off the air. All right, other stories here. Cowboy State Daily. Move to reroute Interstate 80. Remember that? Interstate 80, so bad. I mean, I have 
music that I play every time I-80 is closed. I've made the joke that YDOT in the wintertime should actually just tell you when I-80 is open because it's too much work to tell you when it's closed. So some people have been, and they've been saying, there's a book about this too, that I-80 should have never been built through Wyoming where it is. And we all know this. Even when weather's nice, it can be difficult driving I-80. Okay, so someone suggested, what if we reroute it? So it goes from Laramie up around, let's see, um, Medicine Bow. Yeah, head on back down, a, a big, big loop like that. That's been discussed before. Okay, well... There's about a $12.6 billion price tag. Whoops. Kind of wondered about that. There's an existing highway there already, They would, but still the work. Story says Interstate 80 between Cheyenne and Rollins, particularly around the area of Walcott Junction and Elk Mountain between Laramie and Rollins, beyond treacherous in the winter, strong winds, et cetera, et cetera, right? So what about that? Well, according to what has been discussed here, Large projects, even though federal money would account for the bulk of the funding, <laughs> yeah, you're talking 12 point, it's the money that's stopping them, $12.6 billion to get that done. Rich is in Thermopolis. He wants to talk about fentanyl. Morning, Rich. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Yes. No, I, was, I was just thinking while you were talking why you couldn't figure out, you know, why people were voting the way they are. When I came moved back in 06, I couldn't figure out why Dave Fudenthal ran as a Democrat. Because I went to see, he was in the seventh grade when I was in the eighth grade. And I found out that as they started teaching these kids, in the grade below me, they started teaching this political correctness. They started teaching them that, you know, the, the Republicans were bad people and Democrats were good people. Yeah, they've been, in fact, when I take a look at, uh, for example, the cult of climate change, that's another one. Remember civics yeah. classes when we were young uh, that taught us how the American form of government was formed and why it works the way that it does? In fact, in where I was in Florida, they had a class, Americanism versus Communism. And they actually, because we were so close to Cuba and they had Radio Havana leaking in, they decided to teach us why we formed our country the way they did and how it works. But I don't see that taught in schools much anymore. A lot of no, bad information. That's that's what that's what's going on. You know, it's that that thing I was telling you about before. And another thing that, that I think was this thing that I saw. I was looking at YouTube. Uh, <clears throat> they had a thing on there where uh, Obama and he's worried that. You know, if the Republicans win, they're going to be investigating us, you know. Well, you know, it's going to come out eventually. It always does, you know. Yeah. And I think I, I have to agree with, I can't remember her name, the lady that always sent. I feel like her. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Judy. I, 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 I got to agree about the machines, you know. Yeah. Well, now, you were going to call about Governor Friedenthal, because I had mentioned him a couple of times. Democrats in Wyoming actually had a two-term Democrat governor, but he was not like the current yeah. crowd that was that ran in this last election here. There's no way they are anywhere yeah. near like him. Well, he used to hang out with some friends of mine. Him and, him and John Lumley that ran for our, our uh, county commissioner, and I couldn't figure out why he was a Democrat either. 
And some of my friends that are, you know, that were in that class, you know, I hang out with now. And uh, that's where, uh, you know, I came to the conclusion, understanding what they were being taught and the difference of what we were being taught. You know, they quit teaching stuff like, you know, different, uh, I can't think, like metal class or wood class, you know. Right, stuff yeah. We, we did. They, they quit. I mean, driver's ed, for crying out loud. We used to have that. We'd get a discount on our. Mm-hmm. insurance if we took drivers okay. so in other words know. back in your school days and in mine too they taught more practical things yeah i'm actually surprised you turned out the way you did you're like <laughs> my, kids, my kids are like 50 you know thanks so there look i go like this guy's a lot smarter than some of these people his age you know i'm just like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a vietnam vet you know I, i'm a i'm a first responder to jonestown guyana I've been to Dachau. I've seen what the worst of mankind can do for themselves, you know, right. in 20 yeah. years in the Army. So, and that's what I'm weighing in on. <laughs> okay. All right, Grandpa Rich, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. He's over in Thermopolis. Part of what he does for the fun of it, so you know. he vol- Now he's retired. He volunteers. If you go to Thermopolis, and Sister Dear, if you're still listening, we got to do this. I've been wanting a redo on UC in central Wyoming when there's not smoke. Go to Thermopolis. Remember the hot springs there? Up above, there's buffalo. And they're kept on a preserve. And Grandpa Rich volunteers up there. to He can give us a tour. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. 888 Woods, the phone number. 917. Wake up, Wyoming. It's in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine twenty three is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Yeah, you can call on in. That's fine. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. It's all fine by me. Real quick on a different subject because when it comes to politics, still just waiting for new numbers to come in because a lot is still in the balance and votes are still being counted, and there's going to be runoff elections and so on. So I really don't have anything new for you right now unless you wanted to weigh in and do what Judy did in Casper. She just vented, which is fine. So triple eight ninety seven woods Now, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, right? Here's the deal that I do. A friend of mine loves to cook. He's good at it. He's really good at it. He makes some incredible meals. So he likes doing Thanksgiving dinner with all the different trimmings and so on. Then I have couple of other friends. Yes, I do, too, have friends. Quit looking at the radio that way. And they are older, single guys, no place to go. And so I invite them all over. So we just have Thanksgiving dinner together, right? There's a bunch of bachelors hanging out. We're just hanging out having Thanksgiving dinner. My deal is this. I will pay for it. I will. But I don't have to do any of the work after that. Since I laid down all the money... And then providing the venue where we can eat. I am not helping to set anything up. I am not cooking anything. I am not cleaning up anything. I paid for it all and provided the place. So you guys have to do the rest of it. Now, what's nice is the other guys are perfectly fine with this. They don't mind cooking. They don't mind cleaning, whatever. So it's a great deal for Thanksgiving. For everybody. Nobody's complaining about a thing. 
All right, here's the problem. That guy, so the guy who cooks the dinner turns to me and says, we better hurry up and go get a turkey. Yeah, Wyoming th- headline, Wyoming Thanksgiving tables could be impacted by turkey shortage and inflation. Well, okay. So we went and got a good turkey. Yes, the price was quite a bit higher. And the other fixings and so on, we're just not going to have as much as we normally do to keep the price down. Basically, he pushes the cart through the store and loads it up, and I'm just waiting over there by the register to pay for it all. That's how that works. And I'm done for Thanksgiving. I don't have to worry about anything else. But here's the story. And this is nationwide, not just Wyoming. But story says nonprofits across the state, Wyoming, are struggling to put together their traditional Thanksgiving boxes and community feasts amid inflation, shortage, turkeys, things like that. By the way, that a lot of that had to do with there was a bird flu that hit, and they had to uh, kill a lot of birds off to stop the bird flu. Story Cowboy State Daily said bird flu swept across the nation from Maine to Wyoming, forcing the destruction of about 23 million turkeys, 20, 23 million turkeys, chickens, game birds, which are, well, that pushed up the prices. So if you're wondering why the prices are so high, there's regular inflation, but then a shortage of birds adds to more inflation. September retail prices for boneless, skinless turkey breasts hit a new record, 670 per pound, 112% higher than this time last year. Previous record was 588 a pound, seen in November 2015. That also came with a widespread breakout of bird flu. While Walmart recently announced it's rolling back prices to 2019 levels, including Turkey, they're trying to help anyway as best they can. In addition, the story says, the gap between retail and wholesale prices has narrowed significantly, removing primary benefits of cash donation. That means nonprofit leaders saying they prefer a bird in the hand as a donation. Now, that's a big change because normally what happens is And we have a lot of these people that come on the program to help statewide to make sure that people get something, not just for Thanksgiving, but through the wintertime and so on. And a lot of these organizations just say, hey, uh, just give us cash. We'll go get what we need. And because they're a nonprofit organization, trust me when I tell you, they can shop in ways that you can't, and they'll get some great deals. But this time they're saying, just get us the bird. huh?" So Josh, I love his name. Wannabe. That's his name. W-A-T-A-N-A-B-E. Josh Wannabe. Yeah, no matter what he does for a living, he's a wannabe. Oh, my Lord, the poor guy. Executive Director of Laramie Interfaith. Quote, we've got the shortage issue kind of squared, and we think we can management, he said, but we're working with a bunch of community partners here in Laramie that have freezers and have the ability to help store these things. So they've been working way in advance. So at this point, he says, we really would like to have the turkey in hand so that we know we've got the thing for these families. See, in this case, if you give them the money, they're not quite sure if they can buy the turkey. Will it be available? Offering other meat? Sure. I mean, it's not really that problematic. Just watch it to Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and you'll see what I mean. I mean, that was popcorn and toast, right? Yeah, okay. 
But uh, the cost of it, we're going to have some people on this program to talk about how to help as we get near Thanksgiving. For those of you who want to do what you can, times are tough. Oh, Grandpa Rich. Hey, sister dear, you still out there? Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis says, tell your sister I have videos on YouTube about the buffalo. Yeah, but she wants to go pet a fluffy cow. Okay, Grandpa? I warned her, but... I 929, local news, weather forecast, more open phones. Wake up, my own. Full app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number is eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Getting away from politics for just completely for a moment here. Here's from one of my favorite sites to go to online. It's called Hot Air Blog. Oh, they got some great stories here. It says the Civil War inside the government over UFOs. Hmm. Okay, so let's get right to the meat of it. Shortly before the release of a second government report on unidentified flying objects in as many years, dueling narratives emerged in the media. A New York Times article poured cold water over the theories of alien visitation and alluded to a 2021 report on unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs. Citing government officials, the Times pointed, uh, pointedly downplayed the recent military UAP incidents as foreign drones, balloons, and airborne trash. Now, the Daily Mail had an article in contrast. Among several eyebrow-raising quotes, one source sharply criticized their office of the Director of National Intelligence, stating they don't want to talk about unidentified vehicles, basically, because they really, 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 really don't know what the hell they are. And so apparently there's some battle going on there. The authors of the New York Times article clearly framed the upcoming report as essentially being a denial of the catalog of UFO sightings by military service members and civilians. Could have been any sort of exotic explanation. The majority according to anonymous government sources quoted by the authors, could be explained by Chinese surveillance drones. Again, trash and hot air balloons. Conversely, the Daily Mail article written by Josh Boswell cited what seemed obvious different sources from Congress to the Pentagon. What they're getting at here is there are those people in government right now that are having a strong disagreement over whether we're being visited or not, which means that's just more fun. What is it, folks? It Was it the Discovery Channel? Which channel is that that does all of the different uh, UFO television series on there? Okay. And they try, to make, they, they try to make the case for it. They never try to really debunk it. But anyway, they're fun to watch because it's just so stupid. Rianne from Fort Danger has a solution to our turkey problem. 
Do you live in a Wyoming neighborhood? Casper's one of those places. Do you have a Wyoming neighborhood where turkeys are just running around like just a bunch of jerks? You know what I'm talking about. Aggressive turkeys running through your neighborhood? There's plenty of Wyoming neighborhoods that have those. So Rianne from Fort Danger is wondering, why would we have a turkey shortage? Let other states have a turkey shortage. But there's people all over your town, if your town is inundated by turkeys in your neighborhood, all sorts of people have just been wanting to kill those turkeys. Well, why? all you got to do is put out a little bit of work. And Wyoming people are hardworking people. So let's go ahead, literally, kill two birds with one stone. I mean that figuratively and literally. If you're just willing to do a little bit of work, you will have a turkey on your plate for the Thanksgiving. And your neighborhood will be down just one less problem. Yeah. She even says that I just received a Viking axe. Might test it. Well, okay. Brianna, if you go to the store and you find yourself uh, looking for... You know turkey and it's, and all the other fixings and it's just too much then i would say go ahead and take your own advice go for it all right ladies and gentlemen for those who did not hear the latest episode of social justice warrior we now return you to another thrilling episode of social justice warrior in our last episode social justice warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge. And so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home. Watch some late night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight, and our warrior is ready for the chase. At last, the non-binary mobile is charged, and I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't, so what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... Heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? And what exactly is he going to do with them once he catches them? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. I got all the audio in for the next episode from uh, Fire Pit Paul, who plays Average White Guy. So you get the update to this episode. There's going to be four in all. That'll be next week. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino's waiting by, and I was uh, hitting Frank with what was claimed to be some of the dumbest rules in sports. And I think most of them are pretty dumb by your assessment, anyway. Well, some make sense, and yeah. some are dumb, and yeah. that's just the. 
Okay, this one I have no clue. You'll have to explain and it to I me. I probably National, don't have either. National Hockey League point for a loss in overtime. I, you know, you, 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 how do I say this? This is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're in the overtime. They're they're going to give you a point just for, just because you got that far. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's, it should be a win or lose. I mean, you know, it, it, but since yeah. they have a you know, you know, in some you know, like a shootout where it's it's a one on one thing. You know, like you know, maybe they should give the guy the, the team a point just for being there, and then give the other team two yeah. points. I think you know what? If it's either you win the game, right, or it's a tie or a loss, so you get one point words, for a tie. No participation trophies. No, we don't do that. All right. Now the next one is I never did like when you have a sporting event that is judged. You win or you lose. No judging. So this one also this story criticizes boxing scoring. Oh. It is so, it defies logical explanation. And, and especially in the Olympics, Glenn, yeah. because there's political o- overtones oh, yeah. well, with, with all that stuff. Let's go way back. We're going to go back like to the 80s when boxing and it was United States versus Cuba. Yeah. And some of the Cuban referees, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you knock the guy out, but the points go to my guy because, you know, he hit the floor in a classy way. It was I, rampant. It really so, okay. so yeah, boxing, judging, I don't understand. Yeah. Now, lack of international walk rule. Lack of international yeah, this walk rule. Is, uh, is, okay. ba- is it a basketball thing? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Okay. There are a few things as frustrating in sports as, uh, I'm sorry, it's international. I get a little dyslexic sometimes. Intentional walk, where there's a high-quality hitter that's deliberately trying to. In, in, in baseball, they they, they yeah, uh, okay. now they used to have to throw them four pitches. Right. Some of those pitches would get away, and okay. sometimes the hitter would kind of stretch out. Was they're they're way outside the strike zone. Right. Now they just the manager goes you. Just go to first. Yeah, just yeah, just walk the guy. Yeah, just walk. It the would guy. be safer for everybody if you walk. You just, just walk him. Yeah. Okay. Winner of all-star game gets home field. That advantage. is even the dumbest thing. No, the 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 team with the best overall record in the regular season yeah. that that is still remaining, right, should have home field advantage in the World Series. Okay. The All Star Game, it one they they don't even have enough pitchers to finish the game. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's that, that oh that that is the the dumbest. Okay, rule. last one NFL overtime coin. coin That's vote. another one okay. because the Buffalo Bills now now that afterwards it used to be they you know, flipped the coin and if you scored a touchdown when you had the ball that was the end of the game. Okay, and then the other team didn't have a chance. Right. Now after the the Buffalo Bills lost that 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 playoff game that way, I said, well. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the other team needs to touch the ball in overtime. Uh, something you know, like that. You know, okay. Okay. All righty. In college football, the 114th edition of the Border War was the have the Wyoming Cowboys traveling to Fort Collins on Saturday to meet Colorado State. Folks are six and three overall, and that win over Hawaii two weeks ago made them bowl eligible. They're also four and one in Mountain West play and trail Boise State by one game in the Mountain Division. CSU's endured a rotten year. Nothing wrong with that. Two and seven overall and two and three in league play. Two weeks to go in Hawaii. The folks had a great night running the football, but not so good throwing it. So better offensive balance would be a plus. And there's the rivalry itself. You know, some players from Colorado play at Wyoming. Some players were recruited by both schools, but Wyoming has won five of the last six meetings, and they currently have possession of the bronze boot, and that is a big, 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 big deal. Head coach Craig Bull knows it is a big, 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 big deal. Well, I think it, it rises to the top, and one of the things I think it makes it so special is what the game represents, you know, the bronze boot and everything that goes into that. 
Um, you know, this is something that, that I personally cherished, and it's one of the great uh, college football rivalries, and so uh, we're excited about that. Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. That starts at 5 p.m. on Saturday from FOCO, and we'll have that for you on KT Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. State High School Football Championship games will be Friday and Saturday at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. On Friday at noon is the 2A game as 10-0 level will take on 9-1 Bighorn. Then at 3 p.m., Cody, the defending 3A champion, at 10-0 will meet 9-2 Star Valley. On Saturday at 10 a.m. in the morning, as the Little Snake River at 10 and 0 meets 9 and 1 Burlington, and in the 1A six-man championship, then at 1 p.m. the 1A nine-man championship, defending champion Shoshone at 9 and 1 will take on 10 and 0 Pine Bluffs. The last game on Saturday in Laramie is at 4 p.m. Defending champion Sheridan at 11 and 0 will meet 10 and 1 Cheyennes. Men's college hoops: the Wyoming Cowboys at home tomorrow night in Laramie to beat Nickel State. The Pokes posted a huge opening the season opening win over Colorado Christian on Monday as they shot 50 percent from the floor and. At 14 three-pointers. Nickel State was scorched by Arizona in their season opener, 117.75. That's an 8 p.m. tip-off tomorrow from the Double A in Laramie. That's it in sports. That's just too much sports to keep up with, Frank. Oh, we're we're you know we're we're ending one season, the fall mm-hmm. season. Now we're starting the winter season. At any and point, that overlap will yeah. drive you nuts. I okay. And then we get into like Thanksgiving. That's filled with games. Oh, well, football, you know, all, you Christmas, know. Christmas, and then oh, there's yeah, more games. Yeah, we get into yeah. New Year's, there's yeah, oh, more yeah, games. More Do you guys ever take, like, a sports breather? Mm, not really. No, no, okay. Summer times are slower. I would kinda. suggest, like, a sports holiday, you know, where you have uh, just, I mean, like, maybe just a couple of days of no sports. If this country went two days without sports, it would fall apart. Oh, okay. Or it would be, be rioting in the streets. All of these Martial guys, law! All of these guys who have nothing to do with themselves. And worse yet, they have to talk to their wife and kids. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, it's there's got to be some game on. Thank you, Frank. Local news. Weather forecast. Wake up, one. Here comes Black.